Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. It's The Fan Early Morning Show. It's The Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. Pittsburgh Sports. All three pro sports looking up. This past weekend, the Pittsburgh Pirates rebounded. Now, if you were to, if you on Friday would have heard that the Pirates were going to eventually split the series with the Brewers after losing that first game by over 10 runs, you might have thought that was crazy. I sure did. Or on Friday when the news broke that Jake Gensel Sustained a major injury that may keep him out during the season and also might make him less of an attractive trade piece this offseason. Bummer there for sure. Until you hear on Sunday, yesterday the, the trade was made official. Eric Carlson comes to the Pittsburgh Penguins in a three-team trade. That's kind of wild. The details of that um, are just mind-blowing. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, they're on their trend. They seem to be looking up. They've acquired a good chunk of talent. And it has Steelers fans optimistic, I'd say for the most part. Many debate how capable Kenny Pickett will be throughout his career, but for the most part, the Steelers are exciting. They're at least controversial. There's a legitimate case to be made that they could be competitive this season and may shock the AFC North and the odds that have been put out there. So all three pro sports right now for Pittsburgh. After this weekend, uh, yeah, looking up, a little bit optimistic. Maybe less on the Pirates because they're still buried in the NL Central, still buried in the MLB playoffs. I get that. Steelers training camp, though, looking promising. A lot of exciting stories coming out of there. And then this trade that the Penguins executed to get Eric Carlson. What a weekend. What a turnaround from some of the bad news on Friday to now we're here Monday, fresh week, and a lot of good news to talk about. If you want to call, you can call me and talk about anything Pittsburgh sports at 412-928-9370. Air your opinion first thing in the morning. You can also tweet at me or exit me. Right? Twitter rebranded. X. At Callas underscore 33. Still the handle, though. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. You can post at me, tag me in a post with a question or a comment. And if I find it intriguing, I'll read it. You can always call the line again, 412-928-9370. But here's where I wanted to start, because I'm always baffled at how, like, lacking in optimism I am with the Penguins and the Steelers. The Pirates are excluded because they've they just haven't been successful consistently enough in recent years. But the Penguins... For 17 years, 17 seasons, 
made the playoffs. 17 consecutive season made uh, seasons they made the playoffs. And then this past season they didn't. The Steelers perennial playoff team once upon a time and over the past few seasons they haven't made it or when they made it to the playoffs they haven't won. So they they both have more consistent success. And I said this about the Steelers on some shows here on 93.7 The Fan that when the Steelers were 2-6, and 3-7, and seven, I, I was supportive of the idea that they should just break it down and start over, so to speak. Have a losing season or two, gain some gain some value in the future, acquire picks that could later turn into talent, just restart the whole thing. You just got Kenny Pickett. Maybe he's not ready. Maybe he'll need a year or two to adjust to the NFL, and in those two years, let him play and reset the team. Trade the big names away, acquire, acquire draft picks, lose so that you can get a higher draft pick just naturally and set yourself up for success in the future and don't try to invest and put band-aids on this team right now. That's what I was saying in like November and December of 2022. And then the Steelers decided, okay, well, we're going to start winning games in the second half of this season and we're going to make a bid for the playoffs. Still finish with a with a winning record, a non-losing record. And then we're going to go into the draft and we're going to pick a bunch of exciting players that could easily make an immediate impact. And all of what I thought at that point was uh, thrown away, was thrown to the side. Because, again, my initial point, like November, December of 2022 was restart. And then all of a sudden things just started coming together. And then on top of that, they added in the offseason. And not just in the draft either, all the free agent signings that they had, especially addressing the offensive line. Omar Khan, I thought, has done a, a, a very good job, at the least has done a very good job putting together a Steelers team that just seems right now like it can compete. Was I wrong? Maybe, maybe their strategy is going to work out. If they win the Super Bowl in the next three seasons, I will have to admit that I was wrong in that regard. But whatever strategy gets you to winning, it's not going to matter once the team starts to win. Whether it's reset, restock, come back stronger, or make a bunch of sneaky deals and and draft well, and sign prominent players, and address weaknesses, and bolster the team with players you already have. Either way, as long as it leads to winning, no one's going to complain. I say that, and I share that story, because then when the Penguins didn't make the playoffs, I've held the opinion. I've said, okay, well, then the Penguins really need to just break it down and start over. The big three... They're not getting it done just by themselves. Maybe consider 
offloading a couple to to get some future stock in the team. Right? Trade some players, get back some value, use the draft picks that you have, and start over. Right? And then the Eric Carlson player gets thrown around. Talented guy. Playing for San Jose. And, you know, the Penguins have a, an interest in him. The Penguins have a realistic chance of getting him. And you hear that. And my reaction was, okay, he's good, but how does this really help the Penguins long term? You got one, a talented player that you could get in a trade, but, like, where's building for the future? Where's the foundation of the team? When's that going to be addressed? Are we going to continue to hide forever from the fact that Crosby, Malkin, and Latang are all aging? How long are we going to hide from that? Maybe, again, start collecting that value in draft picks or young players. Have a few losing seasons. The streak is broken. They don't have a playoff streak anymore. They missed the playoffs that should signal a time to start over. And really, I thought that because I, I didn't think that they would be able to to put together players that San Jose would want to take because the Penguins are also in a weak spot. San Jose is as well. San Jose actually had less leverage than the Penguins in this deal. But, yeah, then you just see, okay, well, now bring the Montreal Canadiens into the mix and – Shocking. Shocking what players these two teams took. Because you, you think, too, it's like, okay, what are the Penguins going to have to give up to give, give up Carlson? Are they going to have to give up uh, future considerations, picks, money, you know, up-and-coming players? Who are they going to have to give up for Carlson? And then you see the trade, which it seems like a dream. The Penguins got two forwards. And a 2026 third-round pick, along with Eric Carlson. San Jose got a 2024 first-rounder from Pittsburgh. They also got Granlund from Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. And then Montreal. How about this one? Petrie. So they got a 2025 second-round pick from Pittsburgh. They also got Jeff Petrie. And guess what? The Penguins, they got this goalie. Maybe they can help the Canadians. Maybe he can help the Canadians. Casey DeSmith to Montreal. And now it's a dream because the inconsistent goalie off the team, several liabilities that the Penguins have had in recent years, off the team, offloaded, don't got to worry about him anymore. And here's Eric Carlson and two forwards and a draft pick. Third round's not elite. It's a pick, though. Two forwards, Eric Carlson, third round pick for the Penguins. And the Penguins get to offload some liabilities that they've had in recent years, including their inconsistent backup goaltender, Casey DeSmith. Not sure who's going to emerge as their backup now. That's still to be seen. 
But, okay, Tristan Jari's locked in. This makes me think of every major move Kyle Dubas has made so far as maybe it's good. Maybe I'm maybe I'm going to second guess my initial opinions. Maybe he knows something about Jari that the public just doesn't know right now, and that's why he wanted to sign him to a five-year deal. That's what a trade like this, like the Carlson deal, makes me think about Dubas. Now I'm second-guessing everything that I thought about Kyle Dubas because he went out and made a deal in a three-team trade, offloaded players that the Penguins seem to be struggling to get rid of, brought in Carlson and got rid of those players. Seems like a fresh start to me, and it seems like everything Kyle Dubas touches now may turn to gold, especially because in the immediate future, this may work out for the Penguins very well, and they don't have to worry about those contracts anymore. From Granlund, Petrie, to Smith, they're all gone. So Kyle Dubas now looks like a a genius. It's a head-scratcher how he executed this trade, but he did. Now there's a lot of optimism for the Penguins moving into next season. You get an exciting, you acquire an exciting player, an exciting veteran player, mixed with some other signings and trades that they made. Tristan Jari again, it didn't look great at first, but what does Kyle Dubas know that we don't that made him want to invest in Tristan Jari? Maybe the job security will help Jari gain more confidence. I've said this before as well. I don't agree with the, I don't agree with the signing of Tristan Jari for that many years, but who knows at this point why he did it. But I have more confidence now just from looking at this trade that Kyle Dubas might have had uh, a reason for giving Jari that much money. And he might have a good reason for doing everything that he's done because to get Carlson and offload all those players that he did, that he was able to, is just short of a miracle. Penguins big winners, at least in the immediate future in this deal that allowed them to acquire Carlson and again a couple forwards and a, and a pick. Every team in this three-team deal got four assets. Each got a draft pick from a different year in a different round and then three players. And the Penguins get the big name, Eric Carlson. Again, goalie's going to be a little bit of a... Uh, Question mark, can Jari stay healthy? I still think that's a fair question. Kyle Dubas may think so by giving him a five-year contract. Who's going to be the backup? We'll see. But you know, we, we don't got to look at this Jake Gensel news either as a big hit. This kind of pushes that to the side a little bit. Gensel underwent successful ankle surgery. He's going to be out with that for... The time being, maybe he comes back, though, at some point in the season and plays well, and it all just comes together. I'm just – it's amazing how one deal like this can turn you from, from, oh, you know, what should the Penguins do? There's a lot of question marks for the Penguins' immediate future and uh, to now, okay, maybe the Penguins can still compete. Maybe there's some, some, uh, some life in Pittsburgh hockey after a deal like this. Last year just seemed so lifeless as well with Ron Hextall as the as the general manager and and you know everybody else in that organization. It just 
it felt lifeless. And then Kyle Dubas comes in, addresses reporters by name, seems very respectful, very well-spoken, and then executes his ideas, promotes himself to general manager, which we all giggled at last week. But still, he's moving things seemingly in the right direction, and it's inspiring. You feel life again in Pittsburgh hockey, and that's what I think we all want as Penguins fans. Got a caller at 412-928-9370. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello. You You there? Yep, I'm here. What's your name? Bobby. All right, Bobby, what do you want to talk about? Uh, actually wanted to get your thoughts on uh, how you rank the hierarchy of the uh, Steelers coaches. Steelers coaches? Well, thanks for the call, Bobby. Um, gosh, that throws me off because I was just talking about hockey. The hierarchy of Tomlin's obviously at the top, so there's that. Matt Canada not popular among Steeler fans, but I don't know how the coaching staff perceives him. I know he's on the hot seat, though, if this offense can't perform, that uh, he could be fired. But I don't know what the hierarchy of coaches in the Steelers. Not really ready to field that question right now, Bobby. I, I appreciate the call, but uh, back to the Penguins as I kind of wrap this up as well, I was wrapping up the point about the Penguins that Kyle Dubas promotes himself to general manager, makes this trade, and everything seemingly going in the right direction for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Got the big name in Eric Carlson. Uh, several other things to look forward to. Tristan Jari is going to be a pleasant mystery at this point. Why sign him to a five-year contract? Maybe we're going to find out. So it's... Looking up for the Pittsburgh Penguins, as much as it is looking up as well as uh, to bring them up to the Pittsburgh Steelers, looking up. I may say this, and you all might get angry, but the Pittsburgh Pirates splitting a series with the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee is something that really doesn't happen. So you're witness to rarity as well over the weekend with the Pittsburgh Pirates. They usually go into Milwaukee and they lose consistently. And for them to take two games of four in that series, that's something to look at as well. A small victory, not a season turnarounder, I would say. But that's a small victory for uh, for the Pirates at the least. So good Pittsburgh vibes for sports this weekend. And I'd say I'm pleased with with what I've seen out of the Pittsburgh sports pro team. We'll continue to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll talk about the Pirates maybe a little bit as well. Steelers, I mean, there's so much to say about all three of the pro teams uh, from over the weekend, and uh, I'll continue to talk about that. And if you want to join the conversation, you can at 412-928-9370. You can also hit me up on X, tag me in a post, at Callus underscore 33. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. Tag me in a post. Uh, I'll answer your questions, read your comments, and you can also comment over the phone again at 412-928-9370. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, more sports talk right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This is The Fan Early Morning Show. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. It's Nicholas Harry Callis here talking Pittsburgh sports, talking the Eric Carlson deal that was struck and made official yesterday. 
you want to call, you can at 412-928-9370. we got a caller right now. Zach from Bethel Park wants to talk about that trade. Go ahead, Zach. I just wanted to say it's an absolute master class of a trade by Dubas. I know he just got the new title GM, but you might as well call him God of Hockey Operations after this one. <laughs> yes. Um, really, you know, $10 million for Carlson. San Jose saves 1.5 in retention. We end up $3.1 million less in our salary cap by getting him. Yeah, Absolutely no. mind-blowing what he did. It is mind-blowing, and thank you, Zach, for the call. I appreciate it. Zach out of Bethel Park. Love Bethel Park. That's why I work during the nighttime these days. But, yeah, no, it was a master class. Uh, it was well done, and there's really nothing else to say about that. Um, he did a phenomenal job getting Carlson and maximizing the benefit for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Enough said. Very good. Thank you, Zach, from Bethel Park. Had another caller calling as well, and sometimes – I think the callers get a little mixed up because sometimes I take the callers on air just right away when I'm talking. Sometimes during a break, though, I'll screen the callers. And this one guy called in, uh, identifying himself as Jerry from Westview, and I wanted him to come on the air and talk because I think that his passion for Pittsburgh sports uh, should be heard by all of you. Unfortunately, he hung up on me because he seemed upset with me. He said that I got to own my comments about um, rebuilding. Pittsburgh sports teams, they don't rebuild. They don't stock for the future. They don't give up. You know, that old mentality from, you know, the old times. You know, he mentioned his credentials, too. He's been a fan for a while. And I wanted him to call and say that to all of you because I think his point would have been better um, would have been better stated by himself, not me paraphrasing what he said. But I... I hear those comments sometimes, and like I understand. Okay, Pittsburgh sports forever have been about, you know, it's the city of champions. Pittsburgh sports, they don't give up. And I don't necessarily mean, like, the Steelers should have given up in, like, they shouldn't have tried. And I'm glad that they tried, and they inspired confidence at the end of that season. It was pleasantly surprising that they came back. But my more point was trade away some of the players that you have that could give you value in return in trade, uh, you know, in, in draft picks, et cetera. And let Kenny Pickett play so much to say that if he doesn't succeed, that's okay. Just let him get the experience and let the Steelers rebound in the next one or two seasons. That's not giving up necessarily. That's not saying that they're not trying, but Kenny Pickett might not have been good enough to play but you still want him to play as a quarterback drafted in the first round. Fortunately for the Steelers in that season, he played well enough and the team got it together in enough time to make a run at a playoff push and still maintain Mike Tomlin's non-losing season streak. So that's all I mean by that, and I own that. I think, too, in this time, if you've been a Steelers fan for a long time, good for you. But sports has changed over time where now there's the amateur draft. Like, that used to not be a thing. Players just got signed off the street. Free agency wasn't a thing. When a team owned a player, a team owned a player for life, there was no opportunity for a player to get other work than that team. And if the team didn't want to play a player anymore, that player – that's it. Like his career was over because his team always owned rights to those players. And Donnie Football talked about this 
on on Saturday when I was producing his show that the Steelers, the big steel curtain, the big defense of the Steelers from the 1970s that helped them win all those championships might not have stayed together if free agency existed back then. Like the Steelers' big championships of the 70s, there wasn't a draft until the mid-70s and there wasn't free agency. So it's just a different time now where you can't always keep the talent for long periods of time and focusing on the future one to two years down the road is not a bad thing. Now, a five to ten year rebuild, a perpetual rebuild, that's not fun. But one or two years of losing to gain value for the future, I I argue isn't a bad thing. Got a caller at 412-928-9370. Here, make it quick for me. What's your name? Hey, Nick. It's uh, Dan from Imperial. How are you, man? Doing good. What's on your mind? Uh, hey, I just wanted to comment on the Matt Canada uh, comment that you made earlier that a lot of Steelers fans uh, are skeptical about him, which we are. Okay. However, I think with the way that he finished last year, uh, we're willing to give him a chance, you know, this season. Let me ask you this, Dan, while you make that comment. Was it his efforts or was it a last-ditch effort by the entire offense to put together plays to desperately score? I would say – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, that was my question. Okay, no, I wanted to say – so I would say that it was a whole team effort. However, with that being said, with the whole team effort, I think it would be I think it would be wrong to get rid of the offensive coordinator after the fact, after, you know, maybe they got warmed up to him. You know, and that's – I think if, if you just change it all of a sudden, maybe it just makes it worse. Yeah, I hear you, Dan. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, fair points. I got no notes there, and I don't have enough time to respond uh, other than to say, yeah, that's a fair point. Maybe they've gotten used to him, and they're going to get it together this season. And I certainly hope for that. I don't hope the Steelers fail just despite Matt Canada. I do hope that they succeed, and I hope that he can coach them up well enough to play better and to score more and to contribute to winning football. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Join Cook and Joe on Wednesday, this Wednesday at Sun Chevrolet, as they celebrate First Responders Day. Today, it's going to rain a lot. A 90% chance of thunderstorms throughout the day. Those start at 10 o'clock and last all throughout the day. Tomorrow, it should clear up a bit. Partly cloudy skies with a high of 82 and a low of 61.